1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. How's it going, Katie? I'm great. How about yourself, Keith? I am swell. Uh, I just, great. I just put the headphones on. And I was like, my voice sounds different. <laughs> I don't know why. Why is that? I'm like, oh, because my headphones aren't on. And I'm like, why do the sound in here is terrible? Um, Okay, Kate produces the show. By the way, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, technically. Yes, you yes, do. We we do. Okay. We do, <laughs> Katie. I'll take one of those vanity like executive producer titles. <laughs> You're the Clive Davis of this podcast. Um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats, and stories. New music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Morgan Wallen is back at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with Last Night, while he continues atop the Billboard 200 Albums chart with One Thing at a Time. Melanie Martinez and Boy Genius debut in the top five on the Billboard 200 with their new albums. Plus, Rema and Selena Gomez's Calm Down hits a new high on the Hot 100. Lady Gaga's back in the top ten on the pop airplay chart with her gone viral and very old song Hmm. Bloody Mary. And Depeche Mode reached the top ten on the alternative airplay chart for the first time in over 25 years with their latest single, Ghosts Again. Plus... Coachella returns
0: this weekend with headliners Bad Bunny, Blackpink, and Frank Ocean. We'll preview what to expect in the desert and let you know how to follow along with all of Billboard's coverage this weekend, so stick around for that. You'll expect lots of dust. Lots of, yes. Uh, Wear a mask. uh, 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 Arid air. (laughs) But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard. slash podcasts.
1: All right, let us do the chat of the charts. <laughs> First up, Morgan Wallen leads both at the Billboard Hot One Hundred Songs chart and the Billboard Two Hundred Albums chart as "Last Night" and "One Thing at a Time" hold court atop the lists, respectively. "Last Night" jumps back to the top, rising three to one for a second week in the lead while One Thing at a Time is number one for a fifth straight and total week on the 200. Also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, Melanie Martinez notches her highest charting album yet, as Portals opens at number two. See what I did there? Hmm. Portals opens. Get (laughs) it. While rock supergroup Boy Genius debuts at number four with their first full-length studio effort and major label debut, The Record. Meanwhile, Tyler, the creator's former number one, Call Me If You Get Lost, surges 137 to three after it was reissued with eight additional previously unreleased songs. The album previously spent one week at number one upon its debut in 2021 and then went back to number one last year for one week after its final LP release. All right. Well, over on the Hot One Hundred, Rema and Selena Gomez's "Calm Down" climbs to a new peak, rising eight to seven. It has growth in Airplay, streams, and sales for the week, and those, of course, are the three metrics that fuel the chart.
0: And it's it's uh, topped the global two hundred like
1: previously. You don't know. Don't know. That's a that's a I don't know face. It's 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 what does that face look like when I give it to you? You're like, mm, why are you asking me something? A little bit
0: like the the. I've the emoji where they're just showing their teeth, like
1: that—that <laughs> no, that one. I do. I, I share that emoji a lot. I love that one. It's called the grimace. It's called the grimace. <laughs> yeah. So you're giving me an I don't know grimace. I have a very, uh, <laughs> I have a very expressive face.
0: I'm just gonna double check my own thing. I'm asking you about real quick. It did. It did top um, the Billboard Global, Global 200, 200, excluding, excluding U.S. US. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so that I mean, and it's been around since we've talked about this. Selena jumped on in August, I believe. It's been around for a minute.
1: I wonder if it's going to keep on going. I hope so. Shall we go for top five?
0: It's a great song, and I feel like it's a a huge look for both Selena and uh, the
1: Afrobeat genre. I love it. Anyway, um, moving on elsewhere on the charts, Lady Gaga's 2011 song "Bloody Mary," uh, which went viral late last year, thanks to a dance meme associated with the Netflix show Wednesday. Hits the top ten of the pop Airplay chart, rising twelve to ten. What a journey! It's uh, it's uh, Gaga's fourteenth top ten on the list, and her first top ten unaccompanied since Applause hit number four in 2013. Wow! So uh, now between Applause, obviously
0: we've had like Shallow and things of that nature. Oh wait, well now I don't know if
1: that one. I'm the about top to tell 10. you the answer, Katy. Go, go. Between Applause and Bloody Mary, <laughs> she notched two top tens. Both oh, were collaborations. One of which she'd like you to forget exists. Do What You Want with uh, featuring R. Kelly, which hit number seven in 2014, and Rain On Me with Ariana Grande, mm. which hit number 10 in 2020. And am I crazy, or does it seem like Rain On Me should have been a bigger hit on pop radio?
0: Yeah, because it was a number one Hot 100 yes. hit. Um, and it felt everywhere, but maybe that was just me playing it constantly yeah. on my own
1: Spotify because I'm obsessed with that song. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably that. Super fan Katie Atkinson at home. <laughs> I uh, love that song. but d- 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 Little Monster, Katie. Yeah, you know me. Um, lastly, over on the alternative airplay chart, veteran band, Depeche Mode is back in the top 10 for the first time in over 25 years as their latest single, Ghosts Again, steps 11 to 10. The group was last in the top 10 in 1997 with It's No Good. Between the two songs, they charted eight hits on the chart, going as high as number 12, twice, with Dream On in 2001 and Wrong in 2009. (laughs) Uh, That's how how they say wrong in the song. (laughs) Um, Here's a little uh, extra information about Depeche Mode and the alternative chart. So since the alternative airplay chart launched in 1988, Depeche Mode has placed 21 hits on the list with seven of them going top 10, and they are Personal Jesus, Enjoy the Silence, Policy of Truth, I Feel You, Walking in My Shoes, It's No Good, and Ghosts Again. And of those, there were number ones, and those were Enjoy, Policy, I Feel You, and Walking in My Shoes. Uh, One might think that had the alternative airplay chart started earlier than 1988. And also, if I guess if there are enough alternative radio stations to support such a chart, (laughs) Uh, Depeche Mode may have had more hits on this list since the band made its Billboard chart debut, you know, across all of our charts in 1981. And that year they debuted on our Dance Club Songs chart.
0: I feel like... uh, um Categorizing Depeche Mode is also very challenging. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, because alternative airplay is an interesting place for them to live. Because I, they are arguably pop sometimes, or obviously dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, They could even be rock on occasion. They've, they've charted zero hits on our mainstream rock airplay Wild. chart. So, in my opinion, the alternative airplay, it's like that genre became, like it existed for outliers like Depeche Mode, To fall
1: into, you are absolutely one hundred (laughs) percent correct, Katie Atkinson. (laughs) If you look at the airplay chart, the alternative airplay chart in like eighty, like sort of like eighty-eight to like ninety-one, it was really wackadoodle. It was like really alternative stuff where it's like this doesn't have a place on pop radio. Really doesn't have a place on kind of like mainstream like. At the time, rock music would have been like, you know, John Mellencamp and, you know, like Bon Jovi, I suppose, to a degree. There needed to be a literal alternative. alternative. (laughs) to everything else. Yes. And that's what it became. And um, back back when the alternative chart started in the late 80s and early 90s, it was very kind of – New wavy, British, alternative, um, interesting stuff that really wasn't getting exposure kind of anywhere else. Now, alternative morphed into more of... Some of that. Well, plus it went through like of,
0: a it went through a grunge phase a in grunge the early phase.
1: '90s, obviously mid '90s,
0: and then uh, now we would think of somebody like Billie Eilish as kind of being the face of alternative uh, radio.
1: Melanie Martinez is alternative, exactly. You know, I mean, Taylor Swift on a folklory day might be alternative. Well, look I suppose. At that. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, well, I let me rattle off um, some of Depeche Mode's hits uh, that were uh, Billboard chart hits before the alternative chart started. So in '81, they debuted on our dance club chart. Dance Club songs chart, as I uh, said before. And uh, in the 80s, before the alternative chart started, they hit Billboard's charts with such songs as Just Can't Get Enough, Everything Counts, People Are People, Strange Love, and Never Let Me Down Again, the latter of which recently experienced a resurgence thanks to its use in HBO's The Last of Us.
0: I feel like so many of those song titles, you just want to, like, sing them. People yeah. are people. <laughs> just can't get enough. Exactly. Get enough. Exactly.
1: Because mm-hmm. they chose the right titles
0: based on their choruses. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we talk about Coachella, Keith? Yeah. Uh, 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 yes. Weekend one is uh, this weekend. Starts on Friday with Bad Bunny headlining. Saturday, we have Black Pink And Sunday, we have Frank Ocean. And then we're going to do it all over again the weekend after that. Uh, And returning to the desert, as the uh, poster promises, Calvin Harris. What does that mean? Does that just mean he's just like— I think it's kind of like the Swedish House Mafia role of last year. So, like, before um, Kanye or Ye backed out of Coachella, he had been listed as a headliner, and it said, and returning to the desert, Swedish House Mafia. But then Ye dropped out. The Weeknd stepped in, but, like, it was, like, a co-headlining slot between The Weeknd and Swedish House Mafia. So we didn't really get to see what that looked like last year because of that weird turn of events. This year, I think they're just making sure to give Calvin Harris his props as, like, headliner level, but they're not calling him one of their official headliners, basically. But they don't want to, like, offend him. So, yeah, I don't know if anyone actually knows the answer to that question, but that's, I think, the idea of it, just to make sure that he's respected on the on,
1: on the level of a headliner-ish. So is he going to be, like, in the dance tent or something? I don't know, actually. They, mm-hmm. haven't, um, they haven't put actually set times this, yet. And they don't do that usually until, what, Thursday or Friday? Like A couple
0: days. Not Friday. It's not that late. It's, it's like, Tuesday or Wednesday. And By the time I, you
1: hear this, it could be out. Yes,
0: yeah. and Jason typically does, like, a you know, the biggest conflicts kind oh. of piece. Where he he breaks down what is going on at the exact same time that it,
1: it'll be hard to choose. It's between. The, the torn between two lovers feeling like a fool situation. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> so no I wanted to talk, I wanted to talk about the lineup because we've spoken on this podcast before about um, you know, things getting really poppy at Coachella for a moment there, like between basically when Lady Gaga stepped in for Beyonce, and then Beyonce was the next year. Ariana Grande, last year, arguably the poppiest trio of year. all time. Last year was Billie Eilish, Harry Styles, and Weekend. <laughs> like that is pop radio. This is ju- this is
1: just like the iHeart Festival.
0: But now I think. I think this trio gets back to its alternative roots a little bit (laughs) in the sense that obviously Blackpink, massive pop group, but K-pop being the first time they've ever had a K-pop headliner. Bad Bunny, first time they've ever had a, like, they've they've never had a Latin headliner period, let alone one who performs in exclusively Spanish like Bad Bunny does. Mm -hmm. And then Frank Ocean,
1: no one would accuse Frank Ocean of being pop. No, Frank Ocean is the most sort of traditional Coachella headliner. Yeah. Um, Let's just remind people that when Coachella started in 1999, the headliners were Beck, Tool, and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Um, And then, like, the next few years, the headliners were Jane's Addiction, Bjork and Oasis, the Beastie Boys, the Chili Peppers, Radiohead. Radiohead, The Cure, Coldplay, Nine Inch Nails. It's very kind of rock Um, it was was, Yes
0: and then uh, The big The big turning point Was when hip hop Headliners came in With with Jay-Z With Kanye West
1: Also arguably To a degree When Madonna Headlined the dance tent That year that you went But
0: again Madonna hasn't headlined
1: No She was just And in the dance tent It's Madonna Exactly In 2006 Whereas
0: In the current uh, Current day Coachella I think in that exact year 2006 Madonna would have been A headliner The way that they Book it now but, but when back th- people weren't scared of, you know, then, going away from rock.
1: Back then, the promoters of Coachella would have never dared to put no. Madonna as a headliner because Tool was headlining that night. Yeah, it was, yeah. The, the headliners that year were like Depeche Mode and Tool on each yep. day. Yep. And Tool was the headliner yep, that night. Yeah. On that night. So they weren't playing at the same time. I would imagine. Uh,
0: actually, they were. Oh my god. And I obviously chose Madonna.
1: <laughs> you, you saw. You saw And it, then I you, left.
0: You, so sorry to Tool. <laughs>
1: Look. <laughs> look. Um but this year so yeah this year you know when you when you compare that there's Coachella's a more, really grown and more There's morphed. a little
0: more diversity and I mean diversity in the sense of like a, a kind of all senses of the word. There's more genre diversity, there's more like international diversity. Um I I think that it's a really interesting, fascinating lineup that hits a lot of different people. Like I'm very fascinated because they sell these tickets as three-day passes, you cannot buy a Saturday ticket to Coachella, a Friday ticket to Coachella. But you also
1: don't know what the acts are when you buy them for the most part.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. The, when you pre, when you buy them back in the day or like the when they first go on sale. But um, uh, I just think it's I think it's an interesting. I, if I'm like a somebody who's worried about things going to pop, I might think that this is writing things slightly, although it's bla- Blackpink is one of the biggest pop groups in the whole world. So it's kind of a ludicrous thing to say. It, I mean, the,
1: the Black the <laughs> Blackpink booking is really, really, really interesting because it just seems like so they are not at the level of Gaga or Beyonce in America. Right. Um, that is not a shade to their talents, but they are not as popular. They just are not. Yet. <laughs> but when Gaga and Beyonce headlined Coachella, they were at a much different level. Totally, and Blackpink is now 100. So it's a very interesting booking that Coachella is choosing to book Blackpink.
0: Also, no shade to Blackpink is that the rumor was that both Rihanna and Justin Bieber passed on that slot. Oh, on the Saturday yes. slot. Yes, it's interesting. Bad Bunny and Frank Ocean were were talked about being locked in, and that last one was a was an X Factor.
1: Huh. Yeah. I wonder if Blackpink was always going to be playing it, and then they just got bumped up. Maybe
0: I am happy if it wasn't going to be Rihanna. Rumors, rumors, rumors. I know. know if it wasn't going to be Rihanna, I'm very happy it was Blackpink instead of Justin Bieber because, like, then they would have gotten all sorts of yeah. shade for the very male uh, trio of headliners. Oh so. yeah, that
1: would have been. I mean, it's great that we have an all we have an all female pop group. All female group, pop. Like they are really carrying the pop flag this year. I feel like for Coachella. I mean, also that same the same day that same Saturday. Um, Uh, Aside from Blackpink, you have Rosalia, you have the uh, all-female supergroup rock group of Boy Genius, Kid um, Leroy. Char- well, you all we're oh, talking I, about ladies, just ladies. Charlie XC. I was talking about pop. <laughs> um, uh, one half of Sophie Tucker is a woman. Uh, True. So you know, I mean, some some great uh, lady representation there. Hey, the Breeders are playing too. Love that. I, I, there's a lot of people playing.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll drop a couple other names here for Friday with Bad Bunny. We've got Gorillaz, Burna Boy, Chemical Brothers, Blondie, Blondie, Becky G is actually a pretty pop book. Looking. She's a uh, very like Latin pop slash a little reggaeton as well. Uh, then on the Frank Ocean night Sunday, we've got Bjork. That's how you're supposed to say her name, apparently. Bjork. Yeah. Oh, not Bjork. Uh huh. Oh, I learned that. Oh. I, you know, internet. Correct me again if I'm wrong. Well, it's, it's um, also Rihanna. Uh, Kali Uchis. I mean, we have a lot of amazing uh, Latin representation here. Kali Uchis, uh Porter Robinson, uh, A Boogie. We have, oh, Dominic Fike from Euphoria. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, and Lotto, Jackson Wang, all these people are on Sunday.
1: Glorilla. I feel like you just have to dig a little deeper for the kind of poppier stuff C- this year. C- Christine in the Queens uh, is yeah. also playing on Sunday. So we always, there are always sort of, surprise collaborations that happened at Coachella, P- surprise guests. I mean, Ariana quite famously brought out four-fifths of Insync for her set. Harry Styles brought out Shania
0: Twain on Weekend 1 and Lizzo on Weekend 2.
1: Madonna popped up at that Drake performance we're never going to talk about yeah, again. <laughs> that
0: we shall never speak of. <laughs> so no, I, I think that it, that's an interesting point you bring up. Like, who is most likely of Bad Bunny, Blackpink, Frank Ocean to bring out the most I mean, surprising guest?
1: Blackpink has collaborated with... Selena Gomez, Lady Gaga. I mean, what if Lady Gaga? If any three of those women came out, it would be incredible. What if one comes out on one weekend and another one comes out on a different weekend? Oh, my gosh. No, that's a really good point. To your point about,
0: like, Blackpink, you know, earning the slot that some people might have been at a firmer pop star status when they got it, they might be thinking, what can we bring to, like, really bring the heat? And the answer to, like, the question is, if you brought Selena Gomez out, people would lose their absolute minds. I mean, she is like... Selena Gomez is the most talked about human on the internet right now. Is, is Rema
1: playing anywhere oh, on this list? Yeah. I mean, will That's she... That's a really good point. <laughs> I mean, if, if Gaga shows up and they do Sour Candy, like... I am uh, oh, I saw Remy Wolf and got excited, but <laughs> I
0: don't see Rema. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, And, you know, Bad Bunny has had a bajillion different collaborations. Oh. Frank Ocean has collaborated with, you know, so... I mean, if Bad Bunny were
0: bringing out Cardi B, who hasn't performed in a while, that'd oh, be yeah. very fun. She actually brought out... Bad Bunny and um, Jay Balvin when she didn't headline, but was on the Coachella bill for the first time. Interesting. So maybe a return the favor moment. Maybe they'll debut a new song.
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean that's the that's the great thing about Coachella. Like, even if you don't go, like so much news comes from Coachella.
0: Oh, and I should say, um, YouTube is once, once again streaming. Um, the one kind of inconsistent part about the YouTube streaming is like an artist can opt out of streaming, um, and we don't yet know whether anyone has. But as far as we know. You can watch from home pretty much everything. So, but I could, I could really see like a Frank Ocean opting out. Oh, of, yeah. of uh, a YouTube stream. I, I think Ariana we'll didn't stream
1: her set.
0: Well, how did we see NSYNC? I definitely I've, I've saw seen, her. I've in seen NSYNC. it through
1: lots of TikToks and oh Instagram my gosh, videos that, well, that have been I, cobbled together. I
0: know I watched Harry um, at home last year and was able to like write up the Shania Twain news. I was going to say as soon as it happened, which is not accurate because the stream is slightly delayed. Um, I learned in the moment because Twitter started buzzing about Shania Twain and it didn't happen on my stream for maybe a half hour. Like it was pretty, pretty like super wow. delayed actually. I wonder. So, um,
1: well, we also have people on the ground. Billboard has. We people do. On the we ground.
0: actually have. Uh, we have five people that at grief. Coachella. Well, we have. I. We have three people, three writers. We have a social media editor, and we have someone who's just going, who's kind of helping. Oh, so we can't say who they are <laughs> yeah. because then they'll be. I don't want to give everyone away. Um, but but we,
1: we will have this sucker covered.
0: Oh yeah, we sure do. Um, uh, it's. Keith it, and Katie aren't going, by the way. We sure aren't. It is a good. It is a very like. God bless the people who are going to cover this, because in my opinion, it is mm. a slog. That is mm. a long day. Mm, people mm, who go- attend Coachella know what a long day it is. Now imagine going home and writing like an article and publishing articles like right after that ar- night. Uh, multiple
1: articles. Whew. Like I can't even. I, I don't even know. Like like how does that work? Like you're in the middle of a field at like three in the afternoon and you just saw something. You're doing happen. literally everything you, on your you, phone. You're, can, yeah. Can we post stories from our phone? I can. Oh my God. That's I. Can and have, Keith. <laughs> it's hard. En- I mean, it's hard enough posting a story on a desktop laptop, but um, I mean, good grief. But to answer your
0: question, if something massive happens midday, which doesn't, isn't typically the case. A lot of the massive stuff is saved for the headlining slots. Yeah. So then those people are going to go right home and write it. But if something does happen midday, we've got a weekend team and people send me texts and they tell me it's happening. I would
1: absolutely be that person in the middle of the field, like texting you, like, a paragraph
0: yeah, oh, that's like, what, Lindsay did that for me
1: last year like, a couple times. Like, can you plop this into a story yeah. and put two things around it? Yep, <laughs> like that's here's, correct. Here's your headline. Yep. Blackpink says, like, we're here to save the world, and then that's that's all the story. That's it. <laughs> um, all right, what else? Is that it? Is that that's, all we got? That
0: is it. So just stay tuned to Billboard.com. We, I mean, like I said, we've got a social media editor going this year, too, which means we're going to have live videos, photos, et cetera, from the ground, which will be great. Um, yeah, so... Stick with Billboard for all the coverage. All right.
1: Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. 20 years ago, Linkin Park scored its first number one on the Billboard 200 albums chart with Meteora. The album debuted atop the list dated April 12, 2003 and spent two weeks atop the tally. The band had previously logged two number two peaking albums with the studio set Hybrid Theory in 2002 and the remix album Reanimation later that same year. Meteora was the first of six number one albums for the group, and the album would launch three top 40 charting hits on the Hot 100 with Somewhere I Belong, Numb, and Breaking the Habit. Also, Numb would later become an even bigger hit when it was mashed up with Jay-Z's encore from the Collision Course MTV special. That was the sort of the remix mashup special thingy that they did, that Linkin Park (laughs) did with Jay-Z, that then generated Numb slash Encore, Do You Want More, and the number one album, MTV presents Collision Course. That was Jay Z in Linkin Park. I digress. <laughs> All right, Meteora was recently reissued for its 20th anniversary, boasting live tracks, rarities, and unreleased demos, including the recent top 40 Hot 100 hit Lost and the new single Fighting Myself, both of which feature the vocals of the band's late singer, Chester Bennington, who died in 2017.
0: Yeah, I've been hearing Lost. A lot still. Yeah. like, um, And I found myself singing along to it the other day. Oh. And I'm like, wow, Linkin Park truly has like a new, old, found hit. Wild. And this is a good transition, sorry. You you,
1: you go ahead and wrap up your chart stat, and then I'll tell you something else. So there you have it. 20 <laughs> years ago, Linkin Park topped the Billboard 200 for the first time with Meteora. Somewhere I
0: this is a perfect transition to uh, say that Billboard just posted uh, our, the 100 best songs of 2003. Oh. Uh, and we're actually, it's 2003 week on Billboard.com. So we're going to have a lot more coverage, but the the big mega list that this whole week is pegged upon is
1: on Billboard.com now. What what perfect, fortuitous. I know. Didn't even know that was happening.
0: Yes. And I got to write the blurb for number two.
1: I you're heard, gonna have I, to go to the I, website i know who wrote the blurb for number one <laughs> i do too but i'm not gonna tell she sits you right next to me not gonna tell you when what the number i gotta sign too i'm like i bet haran got number one <laughs> uh but the number one is a great number one yeah should we say it no okay go to billboard.com give us a click it's actually hard
0: to guess in my opinion like my what i wrote for number two like uh, number two could have been number one very
1: very easily all right what song should we go out on oh it gotta be something from 2003 right Sure, <laughs> one, one of those classic hits from Madonna's American Life album. Oh, I was actually
0: just gonna suggest a Meteora song. Okay, that's great. Uh, numb. Yeah, let's go out and numb. Love numb. All right, see you guys next time. Bye.
1: I've